Everybody, welcome to the Awkward Introverts Guide to the Apocalypse, the podcast that is going down under. No, this sucks. That's a bad opening. I'm sorry. <laughs> My name's Josephine, really. And I'm Zombie Tia. And you know what? I was going to say that same thing, too. I was going to say, and this week we're going down under, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> I beat you to it. <laughs> you beat me to it. This week, we are reviewing the 2017 movie Cargo. Ooh, let me uh, lay a little synopsis down. Yes, please. Stranded in rural Australia, in the aftermath of a violent pandemic, an infected father desperately searches for a new home for his infant child and a means to protect her from his own changing nature. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. And this uh, movie was based on a short film made in 2013 by the same name. You can watch it on YouTube. It's only seven minutes long. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. So lead us on into there because you are much better at movie recaps than I am. That's just because I extensively write notes. It's it's bad. It's way bad. <laughs> No, it's good, because I don't. I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of this movie, you see the vast desert that is Australia, and you see a small person running through the desert. And then there's a sudden cutscene to a houseboat, and you see the people on it go past a very, what I call a very unfriendly birthday party. <laughs> It really was. They, like, wave casually, and, like, this dad, like, flashes a gun at them. It's just like, oh, that is just, that's that's what it is in my note. It's the unfriendly birthday party. <laughs> this sounds like some sort of, like, children's story. Right? I was gonna say, this is not, like, capturing this movie at all. <laughs> but there's this mother and father and a baby. The mom's name is Kay, the dad's name is Andy, and the baby's name is Rosie. And they're living on this houseboat because it's been their safest way of travel and keeping away from zombies. And it was very interesting to me because once upon a time, many episodes ago, we had talked about what we thought would be good zombie bunkers. And we actually had talked about a boat. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they got themselves like a good little setup. Yeah, it's a good little setup. But we learned that they're running low on supplies. Mm -hmm. And then there's a cutscene again. The first, like, probably quarter of this movie is there's a lot of 
there's a lot of cutscenes. There is. It's like a lot of bouncing. Yeah. You have the cutscene of the child we saw before with a rock TV and remote. Like, it looks like she's drawn with paint on it to look like a television and a remote. It's kind of cute. Then you cut right back to the houseboat. And they spy a broken down boat in the water. Andy goes to investigate because, like I said, they're running low on supplies. So he goes over there and he uses, and I thought it was pretty clever, he used a mirror on the end of a pole to, like, check inside before he went in. Mm -hmm. And he finds that there's all kinds of food and supplies in there. So he gets as much as he can carry. He notices that the where, like, the bathroom, what I assume is the bathroom in that small boat is, Mm -hmm. the door is now cracked. He doesn't investigate it. He just, like, hurries and grabs some stuff, and then he goes back to the house. But... Yeah, because he's smart. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I think it was, like, it's smart of him not to investigate, but it leads to very unsmart actions. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he goes back, and she's all kind of worried. She's like, are you sure it's safe? And he's like, it's safe. Complete bullshit. <laughs> because yeah. he goes to take a nap. And then, of course, Kay is like, okay, I'm going to go get supplies, too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there definitely is a zombie. Well, they don't call them zombies in this movie. They call them virals. So there's definitely a viral in that bathroom, and she is attacked. I liked how they did this scene. Like, I liked that they kept the zombie hidden. Yeah. I've heard other people talk about it. And sometimes with movies like this, less is more. It's creepy. keeps you in the dark. Yeah, I liked the fact that you don't actually see a viral until mm-hmm. later in this movie and it's not like they're like hidden per se it's they're not like creeping in the dark like an i am legend or anything like that they're just not overly prevalent which makes sense because they're in the middle of nowhere australia basically the well okay i don't know a lot about australia but it seems to me that they're in the middle of nowhere really yeah yeah. So it makes sense that there would be far and few in between. It's not like they're in Sydney or something. Yeah. I think it's less about the zombies. And it's more about, you know, just the story of this dad. Exactly. It's it's definitely character driven. And I really like that because usually there's the whole thing where they're looking for a cure. They're going to save humanity. It's not like an actual struggle of a person like yes they're struggling but then they always seem to Mm -hmm. you know be handy with a gun or a baseball bat or something Mm -hmm. and they're going to be cured and they're going to save humanity and it's just kind of you know been done over and over and over again in many different ways Mm -hmm. but this one like it's purely this family is just trying to survive and they even mention that like they've never even been in a boat until they found this houseboat Mm mm-hmm The dad's just kind of, he's definitely no, like, a superhero. He's just an ordinary person, and I really liked that about this. Yeah. Also, he's played by Martin Freeman. We should have said this forever ago, and I absolutely adore him as a person and an actor, so. Right. Like, I think he was a great choice for this role. Yes, absolutely. So, the mom's attacked. She returns to the boat. The dad wakes up because Rosie is crying. And he notices there's blood all over. And then he sees what has happened. You can kind of see how progressed this virus is based on the fact that there's been kits distributed throughout the country that explains the stages of the virus and what to check for and what to look for and 
get a handy dandy countdown wristwatch to track your own symptoms. Mm-hmm. He he's still like, oh, maybe it wasn't what you think it was. And she's like, no, it was definitely a viral. <laughs> she's just like, no, let, let's not bullshit this. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. They decide to leave the boat to find a hospital because Andy is sure that she's not really infected. Yeah. That wishful thinking, though. Right. Then there's another cut scene to this kid watching this zombie feeding it like rabbits and stuff. And you're just like, oh, you're obviously an important character. We just don't know you yet. And honestly, I think the cut scenes were a little much. Like, I'm glad we got to see what she was up to. Mm-hmm. Cutscenes can be done well or they're not. Yeah. And to me, they're just so brief and, like, make no sense with the other storyline going on that I'm not a fan of the cutscenes in this one. They do jump around an awful lot, and I can understand that. Cutscene back to the family. They are on land, and they're wandering, and they happen to find a running vehicle, a car seat, and gasoline, which was just a little too convenient, but whatever. (laughs) It is really convenient, but also just like the car seat, it was like, aren't y'all in a hurry to get in the car? (laughs) Right? Like, Props for, you know, trying to keep your daughter safe, but I don't think I would have been digging around multiple vehicles Yeah, on the off chance one of them might have an infant seat. Because this baby is probably nine or ten months old, mm-hmm. old enough to be, like, sitting and stuff, maybe toddling. She doesn't walk around in the movie, mm-hmm. but... She looks like maybe she could. So I would, the oldest I would put this baby is just over a year. Yeah. Like she's a little baby. So she does need a car seat, but I wouldn't put that as a prevalent of searching for stuff, which maybe that makes me a bad parent. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think just getting in a car and getting out of a area that could possibly have zombies makes you a good parent in this kind of deal. Right. Forget the car seat. It's fine. Yeah, it's like, okay, we're safe for now. Let's put some distance between here and where we're going, especially since they almost get attacked by a zombie because the dad is, I don't know, he's like like taking his time to make sure everything is ready. Yeah. As soon as I saw a baby in this film, I had anxiety from the get-go. So this movie is an hour and 45 minutes long, and I had anxiety the entire fucking time. Oh my god, right? Just the entire time. It was terrible. Yeah. When I first watched it, I was just like clutching at my face, being like, oh god, we just gotta get through this. It's gonna be fine. Right? Except for sometimes it's not fine, and I'm just like, oh no. Yeah. And then you're just traumatized. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we did sit and just like complain about that car seat but it is actually really quite good that she was in a car seat considering the next scene yeah the next scene the mom she starts exhibiting signs of the infection and the way the infection works in this movie is it has four stages first stage you have a fever the second nausea and vomiting the third seizures and then you're a zombie Mm. so she's definitely exhibiting signs of being infected and then they're kind of arguing and then they crash the car the dad crashes the car 
and they hit straight into a tree. Of course. He gets knocked out. So he comes to, he looks over at his wife. There is a tree branch impaled into her and her face is covered with this. I don't even know how to explain it because like it reminded me of wax. Like it's goopy, but it I don't know. Like it's it's somewhere between like goopiness and like beeswax. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah, it's this weird, like yellow mucusy looking stuff. Yeah. And it grosses me out. Cause everyone in this movie just puts their fingers in it. Right. Everybody touches it. And it's like, what are you doing? Right, and it's like it's coming from these open wounds and stuff, so that's obviously not something you should just be messing with and gooping into, and yeah. No. Yeah, it's gross. It's, yeah, just something not to touch, 100%. Mm-hmm. So he can see in blood written on the door, it says, save her. And I I don't know, like, I should have rewatched this today before we recorded but Mm -hmm. I couldn't bring myself to watch it again so soon after watching it last week (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it made me such an anxiety ridden mess I didn't want to feel that right before recording (laughs) that's fair so the dad's checking to make sure the baby is fine instead of getting out of the car to get out and check her he like leans over the seat and then Kay bites him on his arm. This could have been avoided. Oh, it's easily could have been avoided, but here we are. Right. Just a series of bad choices. Yeah, exactly. So Andy straps the baby to himself and he's walking through the desert after he finishes Kay off so that she doesn't have to suffer as a zombie impaled by a tree. Which was very good on his part. That was a very sad scene to watch because he's just absolutely devastated. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. Like, I can't blame him. It was just very sad. It was so sad. The baby is Mm -hmm. very inconsolable. and She's crying. And he has the idea to spray Kay's perfume and it calms the baby down. So that was sweet. That was so sweet. Like, very convenient for the plot later. Yeah. But (laughs) sweet nonetheless. I, I like it. Yeah, but he ends up running into the kid we have been seeing with the cutscenes. He just, like, looks really confused as to why she's, like, trying to tame this zombie. And then he enters this town that looks abandoned, but it's not. There's this really nice lady named Etta who lives there. And she gets him cleaned up, and he only has 46 hours left on his timer. Mm Mm-hmm. He starts showing symptoms of definitely being infected as well. Like, he Mm -hmm. starts puking. He has seizures. Like, it seems a little early onset for some of his symptoms. But, you know, different people react differently to different illness. So, yeah. I was so confused as to why the teacher couldn't keep her at least for a little bit and try to find somebody for him. Yeah. Yeah, she understands that he's been bitten yeah and that's what he's trying to do he's trying to find somebody to take care of his baby but it's like okay we'll take her to this person but i don't know it's like he's gonna be a zombie lady like what are you doing right i understand where she was coming from because Mm -hmm. she's talking about the local aboriginal tribe And they have been surviving through this and they have survived for thousands of years. And I will say it now, 
I do not know anything really about the Australian natives or even if me calling them natives is offensive. I know that that's why she sent them to take the baby there because that would be the baby's best chance of survival. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It seems really risky to be sending an infected dad with a baby strapped to them to go find some people who may or may not be able to help Mm -hmm. them. Because yes, you can see where they are burning the land at night, but that's when the zombies are most prevalent because they prefer the cool dark Mm -hmm. in this movie. So yeah, it's just like they're going to be very hard to find in the scorching sun of the Australian heat. And you don't even know if the specific person she's sending him to, whose name is Willie, is even among the people who are out there, whether he's been infected or not. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, a bit of a plot hole for me, but maybe there was something I didn't catch about it. No, no, because yeah, I... Like, I understand why she would say go to them, but mm-hmm. 48 hours, and at this point, he's got, like, 27 mm-hmm. hours left at that point. And that's not a lot of time to try and find somebody who may or may not be alive mm-hmm. to care for your daughter, who is an infant strapped to your back while you're trying not to puke up blood or have a seizure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a very stressful movie. <laughs> it is. Like I said, my anxiety so bad there's there's several places where in the margin of my notes i'm just like so much anxiety (laughs) like i just i don't do things with potential risks to children very well it just sets off my anxiety really bad yeah no i'm the same way like the only reason i ever originally watched this movie was because i watched the short yeah so i was like okay well it's probably gonna end the same way the short did so see and i didn't watch the short you had told me there was a short that this movie was based off of Mm -hmm. but i decided to watch the movie first and i'm glad i did but at the same time i wish i would have watched the short first because then maybe i wouldn't have just been like a ball of anxiety the entire time i was watching it that's fair yeah it's definitely a comfort So he's off to find Willie. He's going through these abandoned buildings and he notices that there's a lot of zombies with their heads stuck in the sand. I'm not sure when it's said, but at some point it's mentioned that they prefer the cool, damp places to like rest and regain their energy and stuff. So that's why they look like little ostriches. Yeah. I mean, that sun has got to be blazing right but he finds a truck he goes to take this truck and then he realizes the truck's owner is still there but he's trapped by these i think it was barrels or pipes or something it's either barrels or pipes that this man is stuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the zombies are starting to stumble their way down to where these people are and he agrees to free this man so that he can go to where the man is living. And we learn that this man's name is Vic. And originally next to his name, I wrote Pipeline Weirdo. <laughs> so, because this old man is really odd. There's just something really, <laughs> like from the get-go, you can tell there's something really off about him. Yeah. And just something very unsettling. So that was some good acting because I was very... I was just like, you are not a good person. I can, I just, just tell you are not a good person. You just know. Yeah, no, he did a phenomenal job at coming across as the villain. Yeah. 
Vic takes Andy and Rosie to his little compound thing he's got going on. And he introduces them to a woman that he says is his wife, but she is very obviously uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can tell there's something super off going on there. Yeah, there's something super wrong happening in that relationship. Andy leaves Rosie at the compound to stay safe because he promised he would go help some errands with Vic. And then Vic takes him to a couple of cages. And in these cages are, each of the cage has one of the indigenous people in it. Like, I'm not sure what tribe they are. And like I said, I don't know anything about any of these. So I don't want to be offensive. I'm just ignorant. And Google was of no help. So, mm-hmm. but he's got these people locked in these cages and he uses them to bait zombies. And then he kills the zombies and then he raids their pockets yeah. to see what's in there. And if there's anything valuable, because he says is, Soon as the world goes back in order, people are going to need the pipeline and they are going to need money. So he robs the zombies and he's hoarding this electricity. (laughs) Yeah, he's just a real weirdo. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not good. He's got like this real like delusion that, a real delusion that he's going to come out on top after everything, but. Yeah, and like I said, originally... I wrote next to his name on my notes, Pipeline Weirdo. But in the next couple scenes, he gets a new nickname from me. (laughs) Ooh. So they end up going back to the compound. The baby has been cleaned up because there was some goop on her. I'm just going to refer to whatever that stuff is as goop because I don't know. It's it's nasty. (laughs) It's what it is. Yeah. She gets cleaned up. The wife says that, you know, she noticed, but she's not going to say anything. And then that night, Andy decides that he's going to end things. Rosie will be safe there. He doesn't want to go through the complete zombie process. He doesn't want to end up being one of the zombies being baited by these cages. Mm -hmm. Like he wants to end things on his terms. So he goes out and he goes to end things and he gets he gets confronted and he gets told that this woman is not actually Vic's wife that Vic actually killed her husband and then pretty much kidnapped her she really had no place else she could go so she was just like stuck there to play house with this man who murdered her husband Mm -hmm. which is awful yeah exactly so yeah she says she's gonna help him Vic finds out and he thinks that Andy's trying to steal his woman And he knocks him out and puts him in a bait cage. And he ends up being in a cage next to the girl we have seen in cutscenes previously. So that was really sad. I was like, oh no, you got caught by this piece of crap? Andy finds a way to get out of this cage. And he takes this girl with him to go retrieve Rosie. And then Vic makes this comment when he confronts Andy as he's trying to escape from the compound after rescuing Rosie. He makes this a really, really racist comment. And then in my notes, he is now pipeline racist because we don't play that here. Oh, yeah. He's the worst. There's like, yeah, there's nothing redeeming about Vic whatsoever. No. 
Absolutely not, especially since he ends up shooting this poor woman. She's trying to save Andy and Rosie, and she ends up getting shot and killed, and then Vic acts like it's Andy's fault that it all happened. Like, he wasn't the one who just shot her. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, why blame yourself? Obviously, he can do no wrong. He's gonna come out on top after this. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So they end up going to where this girl who we find out her name is Thumi. We go to where she's been living and it turns out the zombie is her dad. And she's been protecting him because she feels like he could be cured. But they're looking for him and they end up finding him and he is up in a tree deceased. And she blames Andy. I don't know why she blames Andy for her getting caught originally. But she blames Andy for taking so much time to rescue her so she couldn't keep her dad safe. Yeah, I think that that was more that it was just she was a little kid. And so, you know, you got to take your anger out on, well, you don't, but like you're going to take your anger out. And he was just an easy target at the moment. She's like probably between nine and 11. She's not, she's not very old, Mm -mm. but she blames Andy and she says some pretty terrible things to him. And Andy goes on his way. Soon it goes to this cutscene back to Thumi. And she can hear Rosie crying. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't sound like they're that far away. And it's been probably a few hours since they left at that point. Mm -hmm. And she finds that she's still strapped to Andy's back. But Andy has obviously had a seizure and he is unresponsive. So she takes Rosie and then Andy wakes up. And they decide that they are going to stick together. Andy wants to get back to the river so he can take the baby to the unfriendly birthday family. That he had seen a few days previous. Yeah. So that he can leave his daughter there and then go off and be a zombie. He gets to their house and it's empty. And then he goes down. And this scene is really sad, dude. There's a lot of sad things in this movie. No, this like, this scene like really messes you up. Anyone who is sensitive should probably fast forward a minute or... This might just not be the episode for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I I probably should have said that at the very beginning of the end episode. Is there yeah. some themes in this movie that some listeners may not want to hear about and they might not want to watch this film. Yeah. But anyways, he finds the family. They're playing and the dad is digging this big hole. Yeah. And it turns out he's infected and he's he shows... Andy his gun and he says I have this many bullets there will be two left when I'm done and you you can take it and Andy's like no I'm not gonna do that like he turns around and he leaves and you can hear as the dad executes his family and then himself it hurt my heart so bad (sighs) yeah that that was hard and it And it's hard because, like, you want Andy to stop the dad from doing this, but at the same time, it's like, what can he do? He doesn't even know how he's going to get his daughter somewhere safe in the limited time he has left. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, more children and more people in his group he's in, so... Yeah, you want him to stop them so bad, but I don't don't know. It's just a really really hard situation Mm -hmm. it's a really hard scene and it just hurts your heart yeah it was painful 
And, like, you have that moment of fear because it shows the dad kind of, like, stumble through the trees and you can see him behind Andy and it's just like, oh, shit, what's this dude gonna do now? And, but, yeah, he just, you know, shoots himself and it's, oh, it's brutal. It's a brutal scene. Yeah, it is definitely tough. It is one of the hardest scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. It may be the hardest scene in this movie, actually. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a tough watch. Yeah, I agree. But after this occurrence, Thumi decides she wants to go home. She puts, it looks like paint, but it looks like paint that's man made out of clay. And I could be totally incorrect about that. Mm-hmm. But there's this white substance she uses as paint and puts it on her face. And she puts it on her and Rosie. And she says it's so the ghost can't follow us. And I thought that was so sweet. It was sweet. It really touched my heart because she had said such bad things earlier that she didn't care whether, you know, him and his baby died or not. Yeah. And now she's going out of her way to protect this little girl. Yeah, it was nice to see her, like, turn around and decide that, you know, she did want to go back and be with her mom and stuff. And just, like, that change. Right. I think... She mostly, I think she didn't want to go to her family before because she was trying to protect her dad. But now that her dad is gone, gone, Mm -hmm. there's no real reason for her to be wandering alone because she's not protect. She can't protect him anymore. Mm -hmm. So that and she knows it's a safe place. Yeah, they they're walking. They're going along these train tracks and they enter this tunnel and it's lined with zombies with their faces against the metal doing their whole resting thing and who would be there but freaking racist Vic (laughs) of course Andy tries to shoot him but he misses and then Vic attacks the kids and takes Rosie and acts like he's going to break her neck and it was very very anxiety inducing this scene is so stressful it like oh I like couldn't breathe watching this scene it's horrible i don't know if i breathed the entire like hour and 45 minutes of this movie (laughs) oh man it was a roller coaster (laughs) yeah but this scene is just it's terrifying it was terrifying and i couldn't get over the fact that he was going to break this infant's neck because he had killed somebody that he didn't even really know Mm -hmm. it was ridiculous eventually they they get away and it's good and yeah, this, oh, we're, we're approaching the ending of this movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was I was ugly crying. <laughs> I was ugly crying so hard. And here, here's a funny thing. So, the man in my life had taken a couple of my kids bowling. They just happened to come home right at this point. And I'm ugly crying on the couch. And they're like, are you okay? And I'm just like, it's just this movie. And I'm just like, bawling <laughs> oh no like i could not compose myself i was when i say i was ugly crying i'm like it was one of the rare days where i had actually like done my full makeup and everything oh no so there's just like mascara and eyeliner <laughs> everywhere and i'm just like sobbing and just like it, it's it's fine it's it's just this movie mommy's fine <laughs> oh my gosh that's horrible my kids are like oh no why is mom like this <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it was it was bad. I had to pause the movie and compose myself. Yeah. Just oh, just man. enough where I could like reassure them that I was fine. It was literally just a movie making me cry like a baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I told them they had the absolute worst timing of coming home cuz I li- I only had like 10 minutes left of the movie. Of course. That makes sense. That that's when they decided to come home. <laughs> is the last 10 minutes of the movie. So, at this part, Andy is fighting so hard not to turn into a zombie. He is mm-hmm. fighting so fucking hard because he knows that he's going to be a risk to these two children. And he like grabs some intestines and he puts them in his pocket and like he ties his hands so that he can't hurt them once he turns mm-hmm. and it's just it's very it was a very emotional thing because it's inevitable he's going to turn into a zombie any second yeah and in fact he does and then thumi and rosie are literally riding this zombie through the desert which is if when you say it like that it sounds comical yeah no, I understand. This scene is not funny at all. Like, it's a comical thought in your head, but it's, it's, yeah. They end up seeing Thumi's family, and she signals to them, and they come up to, to them. And they get the baby off. They get Thumi off of him. They go to end his misery. But first, Thumi sprays his wife's perfume to calm Andy down before he dies. And it was one of the purest things I have ever seen in a zombie movie in my entire life. Gosh, right? It was so sweet. It was just like, it was a nice little ending for him. It was. Having to be put out of your misery because you turned into a zombie is not great. But if you had to, you'd want to go like he did. Yeah, exactly. Thumi and Rosie return with their family to their home and they greet the children with open arms and they pick up Rosie and they notice on her stomach is written thank you and it was just it was just a good ending it was that feel good ending that I didn't think was going to happen and that I don't expect with zombie movies it was a very good ending I feel like this movie needed a feel good ending just because it was so stressful the entire time to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, I 100% never thought a zombie movie would make me cry. <laughs> and I was so wrong. Yeah, well, this one touches on, like, it's not even about survival, but, you know, protecting someone dear to you. And that somewhat happens to be a helpless infant. So it's very stressful. It's very touching. There's just, it's sweet. It's nice. Right, it shows the extent that a parent will go for for their child. Mm-hmm. He knew he his his end was inevitable, but he still like fought to the very end to try and keep his daughter safe. It's a hard watch, but it's a good watch. It is, and it's phenomenally acted in. Like everyone did a great job, but yeah. So, what would you rate this movie? What would I rate this movie? Mm-hmm. I oh, this is like I know the last movie. Like I told you my like standard how I rate it, and then I rated it above because it was. Mm-hmm. Wait, what was the last movie we watched? Or I rated it below. I can't remember. I, there's been a movie we watched where like I rated uh, it above the score I actually gave it because it was just good to me. It was just 
my kind of good. Could not have been Kale Zombie. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was definitely not that one. Maybe I I don't remember. Maybe. But for creativity, I gave it a three and a half. Mm-hmm. Because this isn't the typical zombie movie you see. Mm-mm. It's not driven by the infection. It's driven by somebody just trying to survive and do what they can to save their kid. Mm-hmm. I gave it a three and a half for that. And then I gave it a four for that same reason for the storyline. Mm-hmm. I gave it a three for special effects because they weren't bad. No. They weren't like superb, I guess. So they were just, eh. They weren't really a focus, I feel like. Gore, I also, I also gave it a three. For the same reason. Yeah. We actually rated it the same. Oh, did we? Yeah, we did. So yeah, in total, it would be a three machetes and a bowie knife, but I personally would round it up to four machetes. Yeah. It's a really good watch. It's Mm -hmm. really, really hard to watch. It is really good. I was so stressed the entire time, and I cried like a little bitch at the end. (laughs) But it was still really good, and it wasn't... Your standard run-of-the-mill zombie movies. No. I would give it four machetes. No, I actually would too. Because, yeah, it's it's just that good of a movie. It's got a great storyline. It's got great acting. There are a few things where you're like, uh, okay, this seems a little, uh. But it, overall, it's not it's not something that you typically see. And it's good. It's a good change of pace. And also, it's been a very long time, I feel like, since I've watched a good movie, so that might also be what's leading me here. Right. Because, yeah, there there are, like I said before, there were some parts, like the super convenience of finding a running car, gas, and a car seat all in the same area. Mm-hmm. There's things like that. And, like, your open-ended question about, like, why is she telling them to go search for this person who turns out to be a zombie anyway. Yeah. I didn't mention this when we were going through it, but Willie turns out to be Thumi's dad. Yeah. I don't know why Rosie couldn't have stayed with her for at least 12 hours so he could go search uninhibited, which, you know, it turns out it's a good thing he didn't leave her. Yeah. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't have the sequence of events that leads to her actually being placed in a safe place. Yeah. But yeah, there's a few minor things, but it was well done. It was well done. The first probably half hour, maybe, maybe not even that long. It's a little corny and I'm not going to lie. It wasn't bad, but I had the same feelings watching the beginning of it as I do like 28 Days Later, where it's not a bad movie, but it just feels kind of generic. That's only because 28 Days Later was one of the Mm -hmm. originals as we know it. It's not an original original, but it's the standard for modern Mm -hmm. 2000s and newer zombie movies. So I had the same feelings watching the beginning of it. Yeah. You knew what was going to happen. The whole thing where you knew the mom was going to be attacked by the boat. And you knew before Mm -hmm. Andy ever went and explored that little boat that there was going to be something in there. But after that, it gets better. Mm -hmm. It got better. And it was well done. And yeah, I enjoyed it. It definitely really picks up. And it's a very good movie. I urge everybody to go watch it if you haven't already. So 
I also like that the virus isn't your typical thing either. It's a fracking virus Mm -hmm. where in the movie, they don't tell you exactly how it originated just from its name. You can assume how it started Mm -hmm. with the whole mining aspect of fracking. So you can assume that, you know, the water supply got some ancient virus leaked into it through fracking. Mm -hmm. Why else would you call this virus the fracking virus, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I like that that wasn't the main thing. Honestly, I really enjoyed the fact it was character driven Mm -hmm. and not pandemic driven. Yeah. It was just ordinary people trying to do what they could to save their family. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little over pandemics currently, so. (laughs) Ain't that the truth. Yeah. It's a sweet, sweet movie. And I'm glad that this is the one that we ended up watching. Me too. All right. Well, guys, getting near my bedtime. So if you liked this episode, you can find us at awkwardintrovertpod.fireside.fm. You can like and follow us on the Instagrams. And if you have any suggestions, please write and tell us. Your opinion matters. (laughs) Your opinion matters. Like, subscribe, review. All that stuff. And don't forget, stay hydrated. Pick up your trash. Um, and don't... Don't do fracking and just make the water supply poisoned by some kind of viral infection. There we go. Yes, there we go. Perfect. You have been, like, carrying this episode. I love it. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.